Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Merry Christmas. Christmas. I'm so glad that you are here, whether you are here in person or you have tuned in online um, from near or far away. Um, I'm glad to be here, to be able to gather together for worship. I had a rather profound um, moment for me on Thursday morning. Um, I walked into St. Stephen's about 9 a.m. to a noisy and bustling nave. Um, if, you, if you haven't been into offices, the offices are directly below here. So I could hear the pitter-patter of hundreds of little feet. Some of y'all know me. If there's a noise, I'm the kind of person who wants to know more. If there's voices in the hallway, I stick out my head. If there's a meeting in the building, I want to stop by. So, of course, I venture upstairs. Now, in full disclosure, I know what is going on. It is the 23rd of December, and the parking lot is full. It is the somewhat dress rehearsal of the Christmas nativity pageant. So I march into the nave in my civilian camouflage outfit. It's a normal, like, button-down pink shirt and some khaki corduroy pants. And I just want to sit in and, like, just marinate in the chaos. Kids are running up and down the aisle. Um, a few are confused about why they have to put on angel or lamb costumes. More than a handful are pretty resistant to the pageant practice. Parents are wondering and asking how their child will possibly make it through Friday afternoon. And yet parents and grandparents are smiling, or so I think, as there's a few more of their faces hidden than there were a few weeks before. But the local celebrity, Miss Whitney, has everybody on task in this masterful way. Probably wouldn't surprise many of y'all that nothing gets by Miss Whitney. I haven't fully blended in, so of course she invites me forward before I've really been able to sit there and say hello to all the children and their families, and I had not prepared for that moment. So I walk forward, and I'm standing there, and it strikes me more than it ever has before, the paradox of Christmas Eve and our faith. And I know there's some irony that y'all have skipped the nativity pageant to come to this service. <laughs> and that's what I'm preaching on. But I want you to consider this for a moment. As Christians, we affirm the entire hope of our existence in the love of God. Many of us gather week in and week out we give of our lives, of our treasure, of our time. We show up when we're in pain. We show up when we're experiencing joy. And all of this is to affirm and deepen our understanding of God's most sacred story. We have given our whole selves to the story and life of Jesus Christ. And as one of your priests here, 
my process included four years of getting ready for seminary, then three years in residence where I asked my wife to give up her career, like living in residence, and then I've been learning more for the last eight years, studying 2,000 years of history. And I'm just sharing that because then on Christmas Eve and across the world, we have the very youngest children tell us the story. I mean, a nativity pageant. Many of y'all have been here. Some of y'all have orchestrated it for years. A nativity pageant. A bunch of rambunctious, sugared-up little kids wearing makeshift animal costumes in bedsheets, carrying wooden boxes. And at one time, it was a painted Crown Royal bottle that I said, no, we can't. We've got to have some standards here. <laughs> Telling the most important story we have ever heard. And for some reason, as I, I stood here on Thursday morning before the children and their kids, and it, it, it caught me again this afternoon, I mean, moved to tears. Heart broken open to receive the good news. It's interesting because it's, it's Christmas. I mean, think of the irony, the most important story ever told on the day that love is birthed into the world told by a group of three to 11-year-olds in bath towels and bedsheets. And it oddly makes more sense than anything else in this world. Power and might and glory is found in humility and simplicity. Power and might and glory found in simplicity and humility. I mean, think about where we are right now. We are ex experiencing a surging pandemic once again, growing instability in many aspects of our daily lives. The economy and politics are probably topics that most of y'all are make nervous if they're even mentioned from up here. And yet, like, likely on many of our minds, creating confusion and uncertainty for much of what the future holds. The world can feel dark and like a wilderness. I mean, we're in the, we're in the bright light and the world is entirely dark out there. But you know, it always has been. It always has been. In Luke's gospel that we heard proclaimed tonight, Emperor Augustus is sending out a de decree making people be registered. I mean, we don't really pay attention to those words very much, but Joseph and his very pregnant wife have to walk from Nazareth all the way to, to Bethlehem. This is not where he lives, but it says in the text where he is descended from. Imagine your grandparents being from Utah or Arkansas, and all of a sudden you're told on the most important night of your life that you have to go back to where you are descended from because of some presidential mandate. I'm guessing the people weren't too pleased. I mean, it's probably one of the many reasons that the Jewish people were so optimistic for a new king. Poverty, loss, despair, war, 
a widening economic disparity between the haves and the have-nots. I'm talking about the world 2,000 years ago. For many, it was exceptionally dark. And the answer to the darkness, to loss and uncertainty in a world which was unjust, unequitable, and for many had become more and more hopeless, was a small child born in a barn in Bethlehem to parents who were told there was no place in the inn. And I'm guessing that Jesus' parents weren't just afraid, but most of the people in the region too, feeling hopeless. And then right on Christmas, right at the moment when life makes no sense, The angels appeared to some confused and anxious shepherds in the region, telling them, do not be afraid. A child is born in a manger, and his life changes everything. And instead of despair, the shepherds witness angels singing, glory to God in the highest heaven. I mean, that's the Christmas message in the moments of despair. They are singing glory to God in the highest. We're here tonight. No matter what life throws at us, year after year, pandemic after pandemic, conflict after conflict, to sing glory to God in the highest heaven. We don't just say it, we sing it, we proclaim it. Because we have learned that love is the most powerful force in this world. And it's not just something that's out there, up there, distantly, but it is here to dwell with us in human form. That is the incarnation. That in a world facing no hope, hope comes down to be with us, to dwell with us in the form of an infant child born in a manger to two scared teenage kids to experience the same darkness we do and then overcome it. God and God's humility taking on human form to live with us and to show us the way of love. It hit me this week as you know, one of the things that happens, our, our teaching kind of dies down and we kind of like all hands-on looking at all the pastoral care stuff that, that goes on at a church. It just blows me away, the, the power of simple phone calls, of receiving flowers from a friend or from our church, baking cookies for neighbors, of the crews of people that were decorating the nave or setting up the altar, people handing out meals in Woodlawn, someone bringing a grieving friend to sit here in the nave, to make holiday treats leaving in staff boxes and on porches, visiting friends in the hospital. It is living proof that love is still transforming 
this world. It's why we sing glory to God in the highest. It's why we, when we see a young child in a blue bed sheet holding a small baby doll with a bunch of other kids wrangled together after a long school semester, not enough sleep, and overly zealous for what the morning will bring, it moves us to tears. And we know that no matter what we face, we can still sing glory to God in the highest. A year ago today, I was standing here speaking to a camera in the choir. In my head, I was so eager for 2021. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> and in this year, I, I, while I still think and pray that the, the next year is going to be a whole lot easier, our scriptures and our Christmas story reminds us that it doesn't matter. No matter what we face, God's gift of love was born to be with us in the flesh through the most simple and humble way, transforming the darkness into light, proof that God is here with us. And when we see this gift, we can sing glory to God in the highest. God is born on this day. Amen and Merry Christmas.